the scary old man on Indiana Jones, man. Get your own posse. It'll make you laugh and it'll make you cry. But just from laughing, cause he's that kind of guy. He's T-Ro. But he ain't no Dino, that's for sure. He's got a quick wit, but his body's slow. He's trustees, the president, and the AD. And if they're tired of me leading this program, all they got to do is let me know. I'll go somewhere else where there is an appreciation. Bounces through a hole. There it goes outside 20. Get 15. Get 10. Angling to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Oh, baby, what a run. What a run. 27 yards. But we've had 12, 12, 10-plus win seasons in a row. 12. Here's Corey Seager who swings and drives one deep to right. It sails way out of here. Corey Seager with a line drive home run. A good dozen rows into the seats in right. He's given Texas a 3-0 lead. Clemson went 35 years. All right, probably since before you were born. Your whole freaking life. And we've won two in seven years. The one-two from LeClerc. Finishes off a one, two, three, nine. And what a Texas turnaround here in game three. From losing nine to one in game two to winning three to one and retaking the lead in the series. I started as the lowest paid coach in this freaking business. All right. And I'm where I am because I've worked my ass off every single day. And I ain't going to let some smart ass kid get on this phone and create this stuff. So if you got a problem with it, I don't care. Where's that Sooner magic now, baby? Where's that Sooner magic now? Oh. Hour three, T-Row in the morning show, Tuesday, October 31. What are you playing there? I think I got stuff crossing over with one okay. another. <laughs> it's like, is that a fight song behind Thriller? Yeah, one of the Halloween songs I forgot to hit stop on went into, for whatever reason... Thought I wanted to go from uh, Halloween music to California Golden Bears live, make way for the bear. And then I was playing Thriller, so they were playing over top of each other. And I was like, what is that noise? I thought it was uh, uh, something in your highlights originally. But no, that was on mine. That's TJ's fault. Um, Can we get an early week preview as to how your gut is feeling for Bedlam? Can doesn't mean I'm going to give it to you. Look, I make $11.4 million a year. You don't make demands on me. Do you understand me? Yes, sir. Um, I think it's okay. I think it's okay right now. Um, okay. Here's the problem that I have with OSU. They stink. Yet somehow they've looked really good over the last few weeks and How have a tremendous... Uh, running back now all of a sudden and Ollie Gordon and, and maybe should be in the Heisman conversation with what he's done. But I've also watched early on in the season and they were absolute garbage. Not even bad. They were t- a terrible football team. So And the editor. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm okay right now. The gut's okay right now. I'm not I'm not there's not a lot of concern there even coming off of a loss. Now Am I concerned about injury situations? Yes, that does concern me. And as we go along further in the week, that could change how the gut feels about this game. If you know, 
you don't have Toby Walker and Danny Stutzman, and we'll see what Gentry Williams, they say he's going to play and all those guys. So the gut will possibly change depending on word we hear throughout the week of several of those guys. They've gotten better. They have gotten better, yes. You're allowed to do that in sports. And I know that is an Without upsetting thought for doubt. some people. That we want to make definitive statements on how good a player is or a team is after a game, and that's that. And that's the facts. And they will never be better. That's what they are. And then, dadgummit, you look up four weeks later, and you're like, holy crap, they've gotten better. They've, or they've gotten worse, whatever the case may be. True. And they have definitely gotten it's a lot better. It's the beauty of a baseball or basketball season as compared to football. It's ebbs, it's flows, it's a process of trying to improve and peaking at the right time. Football doesn't allow for that. Not as much anyway. Maybe it will more in a 12-team situation. You play game two of the season and your offensive line has a bad night and you suck. Our offensive line sucks. The coach needs to be fired. We got to hit the transfer portal. Everything's got to change. Because it's not getting any better. I've decided I've seen it. And then you look up six weeks later and you're like, Dad, gummit, they're better. How dare they get better on me? I have already made up my mind that they're no good. OSU has gotten better. Much, much better. They have gotten better. They and figured I it out. Fully they figured out that. what quarterback to play. They figured out what running back to play. And I don't like OSU any more than you do, but give them credit. They've gotten better. I just gave them credit. I said they've gotten better. Get off my back. What did I just tell you? You just said they stink. They do stink. I still think they're a terrible football team. <laughs> uh, I don't think they're as good as what they've been made out to be in the last few weeks is what I'm saying. And to the point that I think it was uh, McMurphy. Oh, bowl projections yesterday had uh, them in the Cotton Bowl, mm-hmm. which I find a little bit silly and ridiculous. Well, let me tell you this. If they win Saturday, they're going to I'll the eat my championship words. game. I'll eat no. my words. Do you know what the rest of their schedule is? Uh, I don't have it here in front of me. I'm sure we've gone over it. Uh, well, I'll we did go over you. it when I gave them no wins for the rest of the year a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I'll give it to you. After OU, they play UCF, Houston, and BYU. Yeah, with how they're playing all three wins. If they beat OU, they're going to the Big 12 championship game. Yeah. And if they win that, they're going to a New Year's Six Bowl. (laughs) I mean, I, I hope they don't win Saturday. Gosh, take your orange underwear off, dude. I'm just trying to tell you that that this is the reality of the situation here. I love the Cowboys. I root for both of them. All right. Toby rolling there. Jeez. Am I right or not? (laughs) They're better. They have improved. Yes. But they stink. But they stink. I still don't think they're any good. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're in the Big 12. Um, and the Big 12 stinks. No, because their coach tucks his sweatshirt into his pants. That's why. I got you. OU West Virginia placed on a six-day hold. We're at that time of year where kind of every week we're dealing with this. Yeah, so and they've we'll got find one out. more, so I would expect the next one to be placed on it as well. So Since we know we'll the TCU out, game. Uh, Sunday. I, I'm not going to play this cut. I'm going to play a different one. But I did appreciate last night uh, Brent did talk briefly about the jet sweep. TJ, which 
has drawn the ire of uh, Sooner Nation since Saturday. Um, too many jet sweeps, especially to Gavin Freeman. I, I don't know. Did anybody actually count up the number? I feel like somebody probably did some research there. How many jet sweeps did we run, you think? On Saturday? Mm-hmm. I counted them. It was 133. 133. 133. Jet I was pretty on close Saturday on that, yeah. In 75 plays. That's a high percentage. <laughs> he Do you have the mention... actual number there? No. Oh, okay. No. I, I, I would guess five or six. Oh, gosh. It's got to be double digits. Jet sweeps. Seem like it to me. It seemed somebody like it closer to 15. Know. I'm sure somebody's counted it. Right? Uh, they had to have got got this time, it. yeah. Uh, let me see if I just do a search, if I can find if anybody's actually done the, done the research here. Um, anyway, somebody out there with that. Stats, come sure on. Um, he mentioned last night briefly in passing about the value of that play, not that they need to be running it all the time, but he was like explaining the value of that play is we hope every time that you run it, it goes for a touchdown. But the value is more than just I hope this play is a big play. The value of it is when you're keeping the the defensive ends honest so that when you hand the ball off up the middle and you've got that action going on, they can't crash. Six is the answer, by the way. Mm, nailed it. They can't crash. They've got to stay honest because you might hand the ball to Farouk or Freeman or whoever, and that allows when you hand it off, you know, when you fake it and you give it to Tawi up the middle, everybody on the edge, the ends, can't just crash and be a part of the run play. It's fewer people in the box to try to tackle Tawi because they've got to stay set just in case you do hand it off. So I thought that was interesting. I'm not condoning running more of them or any of them or whatever. I just – that was something I hadn't thought of before because I don't know football as well as Teddy and Gabe. I should have thought of that, but it was an interesting point. Does that make sense? That makes sense. And, by the way, the total was more because any play that did not work on Saturday, I counted that jet as a sweep. jet sweep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, BV on the pressure – of uh, a place like Oklahoma? <laughs> Pressure is a privilege. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, first of all, how I, I look at that. And that's that's a huge reason why I came back. Yeah. And um, this is a special place. This is – I don't want to go somewhere where there's no pressure. I, I don't – I put an inordinate amount of pressure on myself uh, every day. So I don't – I don't – I'm a very – I'm a very comfortable person in that environment is how I've always felt. And the the more chaotic and pressurized it get, gets, things calm down and slow down and become quiet for me. And uh, and I think it's a it's it's what makes Oklahoma great. This is a you know, and they they've had over 100 years of elite success. So, you know, how do you handle it? Man, you run right towards it. You embrace it. So I like, like uh, that answer. As a player, you always there you go. Uh, Teddy was going to say something stupid, so I had to cut him off. So, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't know what he said. I'm sure it was great. <laughs> uh, all right. Any thoughts there? Or move on? No, I appreciate that he uh, accepts that and knows that that's a privilege. Like, you know, 
You yeah. get somewhere that they don't care what you're doing, they don't care about an outcome of a game bet- uh, between your team and Kansas, then yeah, it's it's probably not as good of a program and not a place that you really want to be. So you, you embrace the pressure. Here's what I would say to that, and just kind of in response to what you had to say last hour. I think the fact that you and I have different personalities is probably the reason that we've achieved the incredible level of success we have in this show the last 20 years. <laughs> right. If we thought the same way about everything, it would be boring radio, right? Yes. So we're different. I completely agree with Coach, and I completely agree that part of the reason Oklahoma is a monster in Michigan and Ohio State and Alabama and all that kind of, is because they have a pressure-packed and loud and critical fan base. They get after them. When it's not good enough, they get after them, and it keeps you getting better. It keeps you sharp when you know, if I slip up, I'm going to get obliterated. Two weeks ago, we beat Texas, Teach. Three weeks ago. They beat Texas. Top of the world. Everybody loves them. They're doing videos. We can't praise them enough. Give me a why T-shirt. They I want to buy one. That's why they lost all these T-shirts and dancing. Three weeks later, they lose a game. We can't wait to tell them everything that's wrong with them and and all that stuff that's what makes oklahoma oklahoma i also greatly respect the fan who is supportive in tough times not just of football teams but of individuals of people of families of certainly sports teams but this is a This is a difficult world we live in. And from me to you, to your school, to your church, to your favorite sports team, everybody goes through tough times. And there are some people who are wired to not get angry. They just don't. That's not the way they're wired. It makes no sense to them. Throw me in that category. Why would I get angry at the people I love or the teams I love or whatever? I support them in tough times because they need my support. And a lot of people show up to Rudy's who feel that way. And a lot of people make fun of those people, like you sometimes. And I just have a lot of respect for those people. They're not different. They're not, you know, whatever you want to call them, soft or whatever you want to say. They're just wired different than you. That's how they cope. That They are disappointed. They are sad. And the way they cope is to to help comfort and support. And I greatly respect those people as well. Moron. All right. Very <laughs> I understand you do. I don't have, a t- I don't have the big of a problem as what you think I do with them. They just annoy me at times, just as I would annoy them. Yeah. 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 Uh, 405-651-3439. We'll take a break. Uh, let's take some of your texts when we come back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. If your office technology is a nightmare, you want RK Black. They've been doing it since 1952, leading provider of office technology solutions. Copiers, fax, printers, scanners, even Jason uses them. 
405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. Let's see, on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I'm much better than I used to be. I no longer let losses bother me for more than a few hours. I let it go. I revel in the victories for a full week, but losses, I just move on. No reason to sit and stew about it. Why be miserable? That's from Sooner Pride. All right. Good attitude. Um, Happy Halloween, boys. Happy Halloween. How can you tell me that you're married to Toby or a vampire? One is a pain in the neck. LOL. <laughs> All right. I'm a pain in a lot of places. <laughs> neck is only one of them. Y'all want to hear a hot take? A flaming hot take? Yeah. We've got some caps here on these. I still think this team wins a playoff game in the 23-24 college football season. It's possible. Like a talkie take there. Flaming hot. Now, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to imagine with the most recent evidence given because they did not play well at all in any phase mm-hmm. Saturday. And they are beat up now, which adds to the problem. Uh, but as we have just discussed, teams improve. There are ebbs and flows to seasons, and if they come out and beat OSU in Stillwater Saturday, that will give them a ton of momentum, and Oklahoma also has a tremendous opportunity to run the table and go to the Big 12 championship game. So, I'm not going to call you crazy. Well, let's see. Um, I believe they did four jet sweeps during the rain delay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Uh, the coaches know way more than me, but why not try the jet sweep with Brennan Thompson? Nothing against Gavin, but wasn't the rave about Thompson, his speed. Yeah, he, uh, uh, I, obviously he is healthy now because they played Saturday, but he hasn't been this year. And, um, Brennan Thompson and, and Gavin Freeman are, uh, both very, very fast. So, okay, let's try it with Brennan Thompson. Brennan Thompson is smaller than Gavin Freeman, by the way, or just as small. Uh, they're, probably, they're probably about the same. He's not very big is my point. Brennan Thompson's not very big either. But if, he, if you want to try it with him, okay. Paris Sooner says, I'm concerned about our response. We've not responded well to close games thus far this season. We've won, but not like we should have. <laughs> We've not responded to close games. They haven't. They haven't responded in the way. Next week, like uh, close games this year, they have not responded well, like they should have. They've won. I don't understand that. Like that mean doesn't that mean they responded then in close games? They beat Texas. They beat uh, Central Florida. uh, Honestly, Cincinnati. Yeah, Yeah, and they played that big time fourth quarter. You know, so isn't that way how you respond or stops or whatever to do that? Yeah. And honestly, they were working on one of those Saturday until that last drive. They got two interceptions in the fourth. They forced that missed field goal. Remember, after the fumbled kickoff, Kansas started on the 20 in the fourth quarter, and they pushed them back and that forced them to leave the field goal short. And they got the touchdown to take the lead. I mean, they were working on a big-time fourth quarter. And then they just couldn't get the stop on the last drive, which throws everything out the window. So, mm-hmm. uh, This texter says, my wife graduated from OSU, and she has worn an OU shirt the last two uh, games. Coincidence? I think not. Why is she wearing an OU shirt? 
Tell her to take it off. Mm. If you think it's some reverse uh, I think mojo he's or something. He, he won her over. She graduated from OSU, but he's won her over. She's an OU fan now. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh-oh. We got a uh, – here's a King of the Mountain. TJ, ke- checking in. King of the Mountain. Ross 8 on the way. Haven't heard my name. Oh, I haven't, I haven't put it out yet. Ross okay. 8 on the way. Uh, yeah, you're still on. You had the Lions. You won. I'll put it, I'll put it out after the show on Twitter. Sorry. Uh, this one says it really hurt Clemson when Brent left. Um, it's that's looking been part that of it. That's been a part of it. Uh, Dabo was in a similar spot in his career where Bob Stoops was at the end of his tenure. Ten win seasons aren't good enough for Clemson fans because they are spoiled now. And they are mm-hmm. victims of their own success. You created the monster. Now you have to feed the monster. It's just the mm-hmm. way it goes. That's why Bob was brilliant in the way that he said, you know what? I see the direction this is going. Maybe it's time for a new set of eyes, a new thought process here. It's hard for people to step away from the success that they've had at a place like Oklahoma or Clemson, the amount of money you can make. Um, very few people do it in the way that Bob did and still – are loved and embraced by the fan base. Most of them hang on too long, and by the end, it's dirty and bitter, and both sides are angry with one another. Um, and that's where, you know, Clemson's at right now. They're walking a line of, is it time to move on, or is he going to hold on, and it's not going to go the direction we want? So, I mean, I guess, but that's stupid. I mean, very few people coach at a place as long as Bob and Dabo did because they get fired before that. Absolutely. In college football. So, I mean, when you have the kind of career that Dabo's had, like, isn't he due a year of I – mean, can we not have a little grace is he's, my point. He's due a year, but I think the fan base sees it as we're going the wrong direction and they're going to over-amplify everything because maybe they feel it's time that he move on. Sure. So let's get mad at the guy that made us relevant, well, won two yes. national championships. Yes, let's that, get mad at him. That That is how it, how it works. And and probably down the road, once well, he is gone. it shouldn't be how it works. Probably, maybe it shouldn't. Down the road, they'll embrace him, and he'll come back, and everything will be fine. But it could yeah. get ugly towards the end. How many, uh, how many times has an NBA coach been fired the year after being the coach of the year? Like It's like it happens every All year. All the time, yeah. Especially, yeah. yeah. Pro sports, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, constructive criticism is one thing. Criticizing every single play that didn't work out is another. I just can't kick someone when they're down. Feels wrong to me, but to each their own. All right. Yeah, and see, I, I don't think I... Like, I don't go to the point of kicking someone when they're down just because I may criticize play calling or question uh, why certain things were done throughout a game. As I understand it, your way of watching a game, the enjoyment, part of the enjoyment you get out of rooting for your team and watching a game is to coach along. And or when a coach or a player doesn't do what you think they should do, it's got to come out. you got to get it out of you. I, so you may yell at the TV I or yell you may at my be at a TV game a lot, or whatever yeah. the case may be. Whether it makes sense or not, you got to get it out. You're frustrated with the situation, and so, come on, Bochi, 
What are you doing? Why did you put him in there? Everybody right. knows he's it's terrible. What well, are you doing? This Chapman is fuel. You just added fuel to the fire. What are you doing? The reality of the situation is this. Bruce Bochy has won three World Series titles. He has taken a Texas Rangers team that was completely not on anybody's radar when the year began to the World Series. Correct. I love it. And him. will go down as one of the greatest managers in the history of the sport. But from time to time, TJ will be in his living room going, You're an idiot, Bochy! What are you doing? Yes, but I love you Bruce Bochy. I love him. You can see how to the rest of us that's like, no, I doesn't can't. make any sense. I can't, I can't see how but, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, Marcus Simeon has been on my radar these whole playoffs. He has not delivered. I get on him every time he comes to bat, but I am fully supportive of him 100%. I love Marcus Simeon, but he's been garbage in these playoffs, and he's got to start coming through. He's got to get the bat going. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're, when, you're, you're helping me understand. You show love by getting after them. I give them tough love. And at the same time, I slap them on the butt when they do strike out. Yeah. I'm all right. over Marcus Simeon. Let's go. You haven't done anything. He'll pop up again because he's popped up a lot in these playoffs, especially the World Series, just straight pop-ups. He's getting under everything. And then as he's going back, as I've been mad at him, I'm yelling at him, why is that bat? I slap him on the rear and say, next time you're going to get it. You're due. Come on. Let's go. Yeah. Keep your head no, up. You've helped, you've helped yeah. me because – before we started working together, if I saw someone at a game behaving like that or whatever, you know, at, at, at their child's game yelling at their kid or, or whatever the case may be, I would just think, what a jerk. But you've helped me understand that's just their way of being a fan. That they've, they don't mean it. Yep. They don't hate that person nope. or that team or whatever. That's their way of showing love. Yes. Or, or or passion or whatever the case may be. So you've helped me in that regard. I just stress with everything with them. And uh, I know they can't let their frustrations you, out, so I let I it out for them. To quit telling the people who aren't your way that we're all idiots and soft <laughs> just because we don't act like you. <laughs> and I don't mean that either. I we're mean nice. That with, I mean that we're with nice. love, too. I mean that with love, too. We're there's nice. A need for, there's a need for those fans as well. Uh, act like so it. So when Be I call them an idiot, us. then it's the same type of love because I would hug them we at don't the like same it. time. We I would don't hug like them it. at the same time. <laughs> Our feelings get hurt. Uh, one of my favorite things for my kid to do is after I yell about someone and they come up with a big hit or a home run or whatever – now what are you going to say? You're going to say, way to go, boys. Let's go. Love that guy. Uh, I'm begging you to let me come just sit in the corner of the living room no, with a bucket no, of popcorn and watch you no, guys watch a game. No. No. I'll bring beans. You can't bring beans. Katie, can I please come just sit in the corner? I, I won't even say a word. She knows better than that. Bean bag in the corner. She knows better than that. How about this? Katie. Can you set up a GoPro or just FaceTime me and put me in the corner of the room? Last night, if you were in the corner of the room, bottom of the ninth inning, you would have seen me holding a kid wearing a Shinsu Chu batting helmet and a hot dog outfit, and I was holding him in my arms, cradled like a baby for the entire bottom half of the ninth inning. We went cradle uh, instead of hip last night. Uh, I was doing my pace back and forth, and Bronx said, Dad, come on. And boop, hopped up into my arms. See, I would like to see that. So please, can I come over tonight? <laughs> no, no, you can't. What's your address? 
2020 East Alameda. Head on over. All right. I'll be over. Back after this. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Hmm. Welcome back. Halloween. Speaking of treats, I showed up at uh, Rudy's last night, and I'm not complaining about this. It's very nice. It's very nice. But waiting for me was a giant chocolate chip cookie immediately followed by a piece of cake. People. (laughs) That's very nice of someone to bring you that. Very nice. Very nice. I'm trying so hard, TJ. Help me out here, people. Celery and carrots, all right? That's all I can be trusted with because I ate it. You know what I did? I ate the giant chocolate chip cookie. Don't look at Toby as Santa. Look at him as the reindeer. Leave him some carrots. Yes, thank you. Some uh, barley or something. Andy Staples uh, doing what a lot of people are doing, saying, what would this look like next year? Uh, These have been fun to look at every week. A 12-team playoff projection based on newest evidence. And um, he is still projecting Oklahoma to be the Big 12 champion, TJ. So his playoff bracket, as of now, looks like this. The 12-seed Air Force, which, by the way, like, Air Force is, I don't know how good they are compared to, like, real teams, but, like, <laughs> real teams. <laughs> maybe they're pretty good, Teach. They've been pretty good this year, it looks like. No offense to the Air Force Academy. <laughs> real Air Force at the 5-seed Ohio State. I'm I, I I'm I mean this. Like 2 weeks ago I think I would have blown that off as a uh now I'd be like okay, I kind of like to see that game now. Well, I want to see if the Air Force can hang with Ohio State. Winner gets the 4 seed Oregon. So you're potentially looking at uh Oregon Ohio State in the in a bowl game there, quarterfinal. The 11 seed Notre Dame at the 6 seed Oklahoma. Notre Dame coming to Norman. Forgive the blender. Notre Dame coming to Norman in the first round. Winner gets the 3 seed Florida State. Okay. How about, how? I mean, just TJ. OU Notre Dame in a playoff game at Owen Field. Are you kidding me? What would that be like, huh? Uh, it'd be nuts. It'd be uh, chaotic. The 10 seed, Lou, at the 7 seed, Washington. Is that what Teddy says? Washington. Washington. Winner gets the 2 seed, Michigan. So Michigan, Washington potential. And the 8-9 game is a rematch, but this time it's in Austin. Alabama at Texas. Winner gets Georgia in the peach. Mm. That's a peach of a a matchup there. Let me savor this for a second. Mm. Delicious. Here's my uh, bowl projections if you went off of my system. Mm -hmm. Uh, Georgia versus Michigan. Mm. 
nice. You've match. seen yeah. enough out of Michigan to know they need to be in that game. <laughs> just as I have right now, that doesn't mean that can't change. Those cheaters. Just... Just my prediction right now. <laughs> Why is Teddy so annoyed by the Michigan story? I'm fascinated by it. He's he's just sick of it. He doesn't think it's a big deal at all. It's completely overblown, and he doesn't want to hear about it anymore. I think he thinks it takes away from the job that the players actually do on the field and the execution that they oh. still have to go through. And We're and, giving and it way too much credence. Basically, that he doesn't like that you're saying that's the only reason Michigan won if you're bringing that up and discussing it because the players still have to go out there and make the plays regardless sure. of maybe whether they have a hint of what's coming or not. So I think that's part of it. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. If I'm wrong, player. you can correct me, but I'm kind of that's kind of what I would – you're into that. Me relate to so many things today, TJ. I really appreciate it. And you're not a moron. I was just messing with you earlier. So no, I, I am a moron. <laughs> I just don't like it when you tell me I'm a moron. <laughs> Sorry. I got a cookie for you to make up, make up for Stop it. Stop giving me cookies. Um. All right. King of the Mountain, Carlsbad Management Group. As soon as the show's over, I will post it on Twitter. Good job by all of you out there. Most of you, or a lot of you had the Chargers anyway, and they, they kind of rolled on Sunday night. Uh, we lost about 10, but a uh, pretty good week across the board. We will have somewhere between 55 and 60 left going into week nine on our Carlsbad Management Group King of the Mountain contest. Again, I will post on Twitter immediately following the show. Yes, TJ, why are you giggling? This uh, text says, ref fans do the same thing. We coach while you guys are talking. TJ, what are you talking about? Pimento cheese on a chicken sandwich? Come on, man. Gargoyles and golf carts? Soft. Jumping jacks during commercial breaks? A real man would be doing push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> I yell at my radio while loving it with all of my heart. <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's a great text message. Yeah, that's a great text message. Ah, we appreciate it. However you listen, thank you very much. Even if you're yelling and cursing at us while you're listening, at least you got your radio on. So, um, I never did get to the OU baseball stuff yet, uh, Tej. Let me just see if I can quickly surmise this before uh, punting it back for another day. Love They love their depth at pitching. Um, the guy that they got from Sam Houston, the lefty. Oh, TJ, hang on just a second. Hang on just a second. Why can't I think of his name? Um, uh, the guy that they got from, from Sam Houston, I'll think of his name here in a second. Uh, Braden Davis, thank you. Friday or, or Braden, Braden Davis, a lefty. Uh, they are very, very high on him as a potential weekend starter, just based on what they've seen so far. Maybe even like a Friday night guy. Uh, the guy they got from Missouri State, Ryan Lambert, up to a hundred miles an hour. What? Texas Tech transfer, Brendan Gurton, looking great could be in the weekend rotation one of the twins kyson witherspoon up to 97 on the radar again jamie hit has taken a major velo jump miles meyer probably a bullpen guy up to 96 
Will Karsten up to 97. I'm not saying these guys are going to hit this all the time, especially later in the season. I'm just telling you what they've been up to at times. Carson Campbell or Carter Campbell has seen a significant velo jump. I saw him getting some national love yesterday, maybe from D1 or someone was talking about Carter Campbell and what he's been looking like. So, I said I'm not sure we had anybody that could touch 95 last year, and, and the response was we might have 12 or 13 guys that can do that this year. Uh, Jimmy Crook's little brother up to 95. Now, throwing hard isn't the end-all, be-all. I get that. Right, but they have right. significantly improved the power arms on this pitching staff. Jackson Willits, I guess, is killing it. Uh, maybe a guy that is an everyday starter for them, I'm told. We'll see how it all plays out. Uh, the the uh, uh, kid they got from Washington, the corner infielder, I don't have his name in front of me right now, uh, starting lineup, middle, like, you know, around the cleanup spot, RBI producer. Um. I was told that some of the guys that we just assume will be starting outfielders might not be starting outfielders. Like, they got all three starters back from last year in the outfield. Spikerman, Madrin, Pettis, all back. The Carter Frederick kid is going to play in the outfield The uh, that led Juco in batting average last year. Like, one of those guys might not have a spot because he's so good. So, I know. It's, uh, listen, it's the fall. And everybody thinks they're great going into a season, but um, they're very excited with what they've seen so far, especially with the arms and the depth on the pitching staff. So better than than not, right? Better than not being excited. Hey, only about ten weeks away, something like that. So not Are too we far. Really? Ten weeks? Well, I'm saying yeah, I'm yeah. saying four for uh, November, December. Oh no, no, no! I forgot about January. I was oh, jumping God, straight to. I was jumping straight to February. <laughs> oh, I just puked everywhere. <laughs> Sorry, about fifteen weeks. But basketball hadn't even started yet. <laughs> I jumped right past January oh, to February. We'll be back. This hour of the T Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with The Crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Wrapping it up, Chris Plank joins us for The Crossover. Good morning, Plank. There he is. What's up, T-Row? How are you? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? That was a um, that was quite a response from Brim Venables last night. How um, and the opening question: How hard were you working the drive chart there to make sure that you uh, you had his back in every moment that he needed? We had it. We had it sitting between us. <laughs> that that was, was awesome. remarkable. I'm glad you said that. So TJ, um, last night. Just I don't even know opening question. Was, it was whatever. the opening question. Coach, You've your had thoughts. Two days to think yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> he went. Uh, uh, did you see how long it was? Fifteen minutes. It was my whole drive from my home to drop my daughter off and then to uh, I thirty five. He went drive by drive, play by play through the entire game. The entire, like almost <laughs> almost every play of the game, he recited by memory. Yep, he knew. He knew. And the only thing he needed a couple of little help on, a help, 
is that English? There was only a few things he needed your help on, which was what the score in a well, few when, occasions. Yeah, when, when the store the score started going back and forth there with the failed two point conversions right. in the fourth, yeah, I was just helping him with what that made the score. It was incredible. But, yeah, uh, yeah, it was. I mean, we made a lot of of, of uh, Lincoln remembering one play, and I understand <laughs> it just happened, but still, every play of the game. He went it's through wild. virtually. It's wild how their brains work and they can do that. You mentioned Lincoln. The one play is one thing, but I just don't know how the, you even can catalog and TJ, recite and remember all of that. I, I'm truly contemplating kicking off the 10 o'clock hour today by just playing it because it is the most thorough breakdown of everything that ha- from the from the bad call uh, on the tip pass, which I, was Teddy trying to get Coach fined last night or something, or is Teddy still that mad about it? Uh, the back-to-back personal fouls, right? Did we ever find out whom they called that on on the sidelines? Because it no, wasn't Brent. I haven't. Okay. I haven't. No. Parker said yesterday he knew and he wasn't going to say. So I don't know if that was true and he just was like, I know, but I'm not going to say. He said <laughs> he didn't want to say to throw someone under the bus. So. Well, I have okay. sources, but <laughs> yeah, I can't so. say. I don't know. Well, I, don't I know, know but I'm not going to tell you guys kind of how I look at it. Um, I don't know. I don't know who got that. I, there was Shep. Spotter Shep was speculating it was one of the former players that's on the staff. And if it was, they sure did let him stay there for a long time on the side. Because I would imagine if it was someone that wasn't like an assistant coach and got that, T-Row, pretty sure either Schmitty or or BV would have been pulling that guy back so they couldn't be there anymore. But, Mm -hmm. hey, uh, the only only call that you guys asked about where he – at least insinuated that they they probably got it right with Savion Burt's personal foul, right? He got a little bit just that. I don't know if you would say everyone agrees with it, T-Row, but I think that was the one where he's like, yeah, you know, maybe got him a I little bit late. It's, it's well down the list of, <laughs> right. of uh, calls that they disagreed with. Yeah. 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 Chris, I hope today is the greatest show you've ever had. That's the goal, T-Row. That's the yeah, goal. I really mean that. Talk really to you in a bit, that. man. TJ is going to listen and yell at you the whole time. <laughs> but it means he loves you. Okay? Moron! It's all love. <laughs> all right. Hey, are we talking today? Yeah, whenever you want. Just text me when you're free. I'm wide open. All right. Sounds good. Uh, thanks to you fine folks for listening today. We'll do it again tomorrow. Uh, don't forget Brent Vittable's presser coming up at 1130. Have a great Tuesday, everybody.